Welcome to Climate Briefs, a super quick summary of all the things that matter for the climate in 2021. I ask a simple question, our experts give a succinct answer, because everyone likes a tight brief. Alright, and to consider the question of the week, which is shareholder activism, I'm joined by Barry Coates, who is the founder and executive director, I think, perhaps CEO of Mindful Money. Barry, thanks for joining us on uh, this climate business. My great pleasure, Vincent. All right, Barry, the question of the week is, what is shareholder activism and why does it matter for the climate? Um, it's actually the shareholders who own companies, uh, but typically they don't exercise their voice. So so the key thing is now they, they're starting to do so. And they're starting to take on some responsibility and accountability for what companies are doing vis-a-vis the climate and and uh, related issues. You had a great example of shareholder activism in one of your newsletters. Uh, it was the pressure that was put on Rio Tinto after they appallingly blew up a really ancient Aboriginal site in Australia. What happened as a result of that cultural vandalism? Yeah, this was a uh, site in the Pilbara. Um, the the, uh, the Aboriginal peoples uh, there had uh, a basic cultural artifacts and caves dating back 46,000 years, and they were wantonly destroyed by Rio Tinto and trying to reduce costs a bit or trying to save some money, uh, and uh, they knowingly destroyed the site. So as a result, the the shareholders, uh, typically the big institutions, are kicked out the CEO and forced the resignation of senior object, uh, executives. Um, it's a really important example of, of where that kind of, of uh, um, responsibility is taken by the shareholders. Um, in the climate change spaces, there's a lot of it going on with regard to uh, the major oil and gas companies, the Exxon Mobiles and the Chevron, BP, Shell. Uh, and um, they're under pressure to basically accelerate their transition away from fossil fuel production into renewable energy. And uh, um, it's, it's a really important sign because we're seeing at last um, the institutions that own those shares taking on their responsibilities and forcing action. Um, so the, it's, a, it's a, a, a case where, where in a way, the, the, the big institutional shareholders are going from being a major problem into being part of the solution. The institutions are putting pressure on the companies. Who is putting pressure on the institutions? Well, that's uh, that, that's exactly the the, the right question. Uh, often, it's uh, um, uh, it's the members of the public. So, for example, you know, kind of organisations like Mindful Money are trying to spread the word around um, the importance of ethical investing and responsible investing, so that they're putting pressure back on fund managers. So, if a, 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 a fund provider who provides KiwiSaver funds, for example, or investment funds for retail investors, they're now feeling the heat to uh, engage more with the companies that they invest in and try to shift those companies towards more responsible um, 
ways of, of, of operating. Uh, and that's happening through throughout the kind of supply chain of these big companies. So, so for example, the, 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 the funds that we invest in then invest in other funds and there are big asset managers like some people may have heard of BlackRock or Vanguard or State Street. Now those big fund managers are starting to take action as well. So that starts to become really powerful because at the end of the day, um, those companies acting on our behalf own the shares of the companies that cause the the damage or provide the climate solutions. Sometimes things start and they sound great and they don't amount to a hill of beans. What is the impact of this pressure that fund managers are feeling from the public and from organisations like yours? Is it 2%, 5%, is it 20 50%? Is it significant enough pressure to make a difference on where the big money goes? Yeah, some, some great examples of, of where it's working well, where these funds actually are exercising that influence and we see change happening as a result. However, for many funds, the first kind of action that they take is greenwash and, and kind of claiming to be doing things that they're not doing. So it is one of the ways that the, the people who own the shares in these companies through KiwiSaver accounts, for example, um, uh, have to, in a way, keep their fund managers uh, accountable uh, mm. for actually walking the talk as opposed to, to greenwash. Um, you know, the, the power will come when this is taken really seriously and the bigger actors uh, um, Start to start to do things proactively and uh, with a with a really accountable framework, and that, and that, those pieces are being put in place. So there's examples now, but there's a long way to go. Hmm. Another big influence in that will be not so much the ethics, but the financial returns. So when it becomes a better investment to invest in a renewable. I don't know, wind farm or solar plant as opposed to a coal mine, that must be the moment that the that you jump the shark, you jump to a different world where it becomes financially better to be backing the things that are climate friendly. Has that happened yet? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a really good point, and and uh, the thing is, it's it's somewhat of a hidden secret, but but that's already happened. Uh, that since you know, over the last five years, for example, we've tracked the the uh, share prices of the oil and gas companies, and and they've halved over the last five years, while the the general share market has continued to go up. So, if people are holding shares in these fossil fuel companies, for example, they are losing money compared to those who have divested away from those fossil fuel companies. And you can see that in portfolios where, for example, these fund managers have one fund that is identical investments other than exclusion of fossil fuels, and their returns are higher. So, we, so we're, seeing, we're seeing this, and, and uh, uh, it's a, uh, there's now a, a huge body of evidence to say that if you invest ethically, 
if you invest in funds that exclude fossil fuels, for example, then actually your returns are at least as high, if not higher, than those who invest conventionally without taking uh, climate change or other issues into account. So that's a really important finding because it's it's kind of saying you can have your ethical fund and you can have your good returns as well. It, it's almost like you're wanting to say you can have your cake and eat it too, Barry. Yeah, I'm, yeah, well, got to be careful about the cakes at this point, yeah. <laughs> what is the mechanism by which ethical funds, ethical investments also are linked to better returns. Why is that? I always well, thought that, you know, you, you, the tobacco businesses, they're a nasty business, but they also make tons of money. Why are you saying that being a better company, a better climate company, a better climate investment is also a financially better investment? Yeah, there's uh, sort of been a, uh, an old um, kind of myth around that, that if you invest in some of these really awful companies, they actually have quite good returns. Uh, and uh, what we're finding is, is that changed some years ago, and partly because members of the public actually had become a little bit more active around these issues and they are starting to avoid investing in those shares and the share prices have been going down. So, yeah. so you know, the old, the old myth that, that, you know, you get good returns from investing in tobacco and other companies is no longer true. And uh, um, we're, seeing, we're seeing this across example after example and, and it's been trapped, for example, uh, by studies that, that – Meta studies that reference thousands of individual studies um, show this this kind of effect, um, and you know most people realise this. So they 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 realise that that uh, the most trusted companies uh, tend to be those that are good on sustainability. You know, and mm. those companies uh, have loyal customers, and they have a strong brand, and they they have motivated employees because they treat their staff well and they treat communities well and, and um, you know, they, they avoid environmental liabilities and being sued for environmental pollution. Or So you, there's, a, there's a lot of ways these days that the more sustainable companies are actually rewarded financially and those who invest in those, those portfolios of sustainable companies do well. Yeah, that makes sense. Priced into financial markets. Yeah, it's like a nest of adjacencies. The companies that care about their effect on the environment are probably the same group of managers who then also care about how their staff and their supply chain is being treated. They are probably the same people that give care and attention to their balance sheet and whatever. And and. I reckon the mechanism is not linear. I think it's it's it reveals the diligence of the management teams. If they care about this, they probably would care about that. That's right. They're they're attuned to to what's happening outside of their company and in their environment and and with regard to, to their community relations, their, their relationships with customers, what their customers care about. So, so there's, a, there's a, a sort of a responsiveness of companies to, to these issues. Yeah. 
which is good. And most people kind of realize that, you know, when they, when they, when they kind of think about trusted companies, they tend to think about those who are, who are more sustainable. Yeah. And, and that's what's being shown financially. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing because then people can say, okay, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll invest ethically. And they can, they can have the understanding that they're on average likely to make at least as good a return, if not better. All right, Barry. You, uh, those, those are good answers, thank you. But tell me about the year ahead, 2021. We know it's a big year for the climate. What does it mean for shareholder activism? What's on your agenda in 2021? Um, one of the things Mindful Money's kind of quite new and we're, we're a relatively small charity, so we're still in the process of getting the word out. So we've got great, great ideas for, for how we're going to engage Many, many more people uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in these messages, and and you know, sharing by word of mouth is always our strongest thing. So, so we love it when people are able to tell others how exciting it is that they can find out where their money goes and they can choose a more ethical fund. Uh, but we need that to scale up to a really kind of. Um, a far greater level, and that's the focus in 2021. We're also doing a lot of stuff with the with the financial sector themselves, because a lot of these these um, financial providers can see which way the winds blow, and they they they're kind of starting to understand right. that actually just just like uh, companies that provide consumer goods, they have to start taking climate change seriously, and the government's starting to put that regulation in place. They've got legislation coming through on climate disclosures which will make a big difference in financial companies so there's there's also pressure coming from from government and peer pressure from from the industry so so we're looking at uh, some major steps forward in 2021 and we're gearing up for you know this to be a bit of a tipping point that, that you know all of these issues get to the stage where actually you look at far more rapid progress that can be made and I think we're at that stage on, on ethical investing. Fantastic. I tell you what, get them when they're young. I helped my 17-year-old daughter choose a KiwiSaver fund and we used mindful money to guide her through the process. And as it was a very simple tick box process that she enjoyed and I enjoyed. And we ended up choosing uh, a KiwiSaver provider that ticked all her boxes and uh, has locked her in, I would say, for probably her lifetime, if not into that fund, then certainly into ethical investing. So it works, Barry. But you need to get hey, them in there. It's a good example. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, well, seasons, greetings to you and uh, all the best for 2021. Thanks for explaining shareholder activism to us, Barry Coates from Mindful yeah. Money. And thanks for this great series. Cheers. This climate business is brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Thank you.